Hey, well, good morning and welcome to week two of Church in the Wild. I'm so glad that you guys are here today. You look good. I give a couple of you guys a pretty close air hug or a fist bump and you smell good too. Man, we're going to have a good day today. Hey, I'm I'm overwhelmed with the emotion this morning because I'm just so thankful that you guys are showing up every single week. Uh, total transparent moment. Um, I, I, I'm like, I was telling Alan, you know, I'm just like, I just don't know why people are coming to church. Like, and I just, and I'm glad that you guys are here today, but I'm like, I really wish they'd come back to, I really wish they'd come back because I just love being in, in person with each other. The Bible says is this, that faith, hope, and love are, 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 are three things that we all need. And I, I heard someone say this week that you can do faith alone, you can do hope alone, but you can't do love alone. And so, I man, I'm glad you're here, Tim. Glad you're in person. If you're watching online, I love you too. I can't wait for you to come back. Uh, but we've been in a series last week we started called Church, Church in the Wild. And here's what we said. We believe that God has called us to be a church in the wild and that our time is now. We were made for this moment. We all have a part to play. What we do today affects tomorrow. We believe that we have what it takes. We are the church in the wild. Last week, we looked at a passage of scripture from the book of Ezekiel. Prophet Ezekiel was supposed to give a word to, the, to these, this, these, these people and trying to get them on the right track and trying to get them motivated, and God put a thing in his heart, and a lot of people are like, yo, I don't believe that. So we looked at two things last week. Here's the first one. Number one, you have to have the faith to believe. You have to have the faith to believe. You need to have the faith to believe that God says who he says he is. You have to have the faith to believe that God's going to do what he says that he will do. You have to have the faith to believe. Here's the second thing we looked at last week. Is you have to have the faith to build. You have to have the faith to build. God's called us to go out and do some things. He called us to go out and build people. Like, Last week we said this, we want to build things that matter. People matter to God. And so because they matter to God, they matter to, to you and they matter to me. We have the faith to build. Man, last week we had our, our one of our, our first group gatherings for our student ministry. Our 6th through 12th grade was our first gathering last week. And we had over 55 kids show up. I was telling the leaders, I'm so I'm so thankful that they showed up because, man, we want to get them into the building because we want to build them up. We want to build their lives. We want to help God. We want, we want to do the part that God's called us to do. He's called us to build people because people matter. But today, I want to change gears. Here's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus didn't come to be served, but Jesus came to, he came to serve. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he has planned for us to go out and do. God has called you to not just be a people of faith, but he's also called us to go out and do some good works, to do some good deeds. And so a church in the wild must serve. I'm going to date myself for just a moment. Does anybody remember a really, really wholesome movie, a great, great, great movie called Wayne's World? Anybody remember... Everybody remember Wayne's World. Some of you guys are like, this is my guy. He gets me. Wayne's World. Well, if you remember Wayne's World, there was these two guys. They were out there. They were playing hockey. And every time a car would come up, they'd say, car, car. And they would stop playing. They'd go to the side of the road. And then once a car would go by, what would they say? They would say, they would not say mommy, but close. They would say, game on. Some of y'all remember. They would say, game, game on. Game on. And I want to preach a message today called Game On. I believe that there are a lot of people in the church in America today that are sitting and they're watching the cars go by. And God is telling us, hey, game on. There's some, there's some pastors or some group leaders, some people that are telling you, hey, hey, game on. It's time to it's time to get in the game. And watching cars is pointless. Guys, we're good at watching, we're good at watching cars. My my son watched my, my son is now noticing. 
was like, yo, that car is nice. That car is nice. And my dad's like, what? My son's like, yo, or Hope will say, what kind of, how much do you think that car costs? I said, that car probably seven or eight thousand dollars. I said, that's expensive. Go, how do you, my Hope said one day, she's 11, she's turning 13 tomorrow. I go, you know what I think she's doing to me? What I think she's doing to me, G? I think she's trying to figure out what kind of car she can get. So she's like, hey, how much does that cost? How much does that cost a year? I don't, your, you need, your budget's about $1,000. That's what you need to, just kind of get prepared for that. Like, don't worry about how much that is. Get, get, just look for something else. Or you need to pray that God will, you know, Jehovah Jireh, you need to pray that God's going to show up and give you a car. Like, that's what you probably, probably you should pray, you know. Maybe 1000 bucks is too high. And so I'm like, hey, that car, probably sixty or $70,000. She's like, is that expensive? I said, yes. She's like, how do you know it's expensive? I said, because you can buy a house for $100,000. I said, for the price you can buy a car, you can almost buy a house. I said, that's not a good, that's not a good investment. I said, and your car's not going to last you 30 years. So she's starting to put the pieces together. She's starting to do the math. And, and Trip, he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I want that one. It's 100 grand, I'll take it. You know, like, like the other day, they were like, hey, how do you get money on that on that car? How do you get money on that car? He said, because you have two of those cars. I said, that's called a job. It'll, it'll put money. If you get a job, that money will go on to those cars. He's like, well, do you have to have two jobs for two cars? I said, no, you have to have, but you need one for sure. And so that one, I'm going to owe them a lot. Like, this one, I, I got this now. I'm just kidding. We got to serve. It's game on. It's time to be the church that God has called us to be. It's called. It's time for us to be a church in the water. If you have a Bible, flip over to James chapter 2. James chapter 2 is such a powerful and rich text. If you know nothing about the book of James, the book of James is written by James. It's Jesus' half-brother, James half-brother. And um, and James, um, he is, this guy James, he, he is, he's telling these people, hey guys, here's how we should live our lives. And so he kind of walks through some things that he's trying to communicate. Hey guys, we shouldn't do this. We should do this. We should do this. He's talking about living the right kind of life. He's talking about favoritism. He's talking about living a gospel-centered life. Well, we find him today talking about faith, and he attaches this word serving that we're talking about today, or being be in the church in the wild. Like, you can say you have faith, he says, but if you're not doing nothing with it, then how really good is how good is your faith? So this church was like, yo, we love Jesus. We love Jesus. They were saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and your strength. And James is saying, y'all ain't doing none of that. Like, it sounds good on paper. It's great that you memorize scripture. I think I told you guys a while ago, like, when you get to heaven, God's not going to ask you how many verses you memorized. He's going to ask you what you did with the verse that you didn't memorize. We got to do something. I was talking to a guy that goes to our church with Dream Team, Carvel, and Carvel said to me, I believe the church in America today is spiritually obese. We know all this scripture, but we ain't doing nothing with it. Well, we know all this knowledge. We could, we, we know, we know, we, we read the scriptures and we know these things, but we're not really going out into the world and preaching the good news like God's called us to do. He's supposed to love all people at all times and all places. We get that from the from the Great Commission. And he, he wants to help people know God and find freedom, discover the purpose, and make a difference. But if we know scripture, but we're doing none of those things, do we really know how, how good is our faith? What kind of faith? kind of faith is that? So if you have a Bible, James chapter 2, verse 14, James gets right into it. He says this, hey guys, what good is it to your brothers and sisters if you say you have faith, but your actions don't back it up, or if you don't show it by your actions? Let me break this down. I can tell my kids I love them. Yesterday, my kids said, hey dad, will you play ping pong with me? So I'm out there playing ping pong with them, and I said, I missed you guys. They said, why do you miss us? I've been, I've been so busy this week going and doing this. I haven't got to hang out with you guys that much. And so we're playing ping pong and it's 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 a little bit of a slow grind. You know, I could you know I, I don't want to brag, but I can beat them eleven to zero, you know. But you gotta 
couple of points and I go back and forth and you know with hope I play a little bit harder and hope saying, well you didn't, you didn't play this hard on the trip. So I like that. No, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. I just said you know well, he's a little bit younger. I got to play a little bit. As you get older, I got to get I got to play a little bit harder. And so um, some of you guys are familiar with that if you're that my kind of parenting style. He says, "What good is your faith if you don't show it by your actions? Can the kind of faith save anybody? Like if you're not doing anything with your faith, like and you're not helping anybody, like what good?" What good is it? Verse 15 says this. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say to them, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good What good does that do? What good does it do to be a church? It doesn't help food, feed people and, and to clothe people. You're going to see a video in just a few moments, but we... We were able to last week, because of your generosity, last week we were able to purchase and give away over 10,000 meals. Like, what good is a church that says, yo, we love people at all times and all places, but we're not giving any food. Next week you'll see a video from one of our partners, Matthew Tobin, we're able to serve them. They've, they're serving over 500 people a month. We're helping put clothes on those people and hand sanitizer in their, in their hands and, and masks and powder and, and toothbrushes and toothpaste. How good is it? How, what kind of faith do we have if we're telling homeless people, hey, good luck finding clothes. God bless you. God bless you never fed you. Come on, somebody. But God bless you never put any clothes on your back. What good is a church that doesn't get their hands dirty? What, you can't be a church in the wild unless you serve. You can't be a church in the wild. You say, well, I've got faith, but you're doing nothing with it. He says, you've got to do something. You've got to do something with it. He says, so you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and it is useless. It's dead and if it if it's not producing anything, it's really kind of dead and useless. If I never, if I never go on a date night, if I never hang out with my wife, that, that marriage is gonna die. Just trust me, I know my kids are like, why do you guys always go on date nights? I'm like, this is how we this is how we we we, we divorce proof our marriage. The more we spend time together, the better it is for you guys. I said, you guys are either I said if we get divorced later, you'll you'll be mad at us later. I said, but if we don't date now, you'll be mad at us now. So you just pick your mat, you know, like we're gonna you just gotta hang tight. We gotta keep on pouring into it. What kind of data would I be if I don't if I don't hang out with my kids by telling them I love them? What kind of pastor would I be if I didn't love anybody and serve anybody? We have a, a, a young man in our, in our church walking through today and he said, hey, I need you to come be a, can you come to his funeral? So my grandpa passed away. And we have another guy in our dream team. He's jogging back and forth from Fort um, from Fort Myers. His grandpa's passing away. And what good would I be to say, hey, you know, good, good, good job, man. God, God bless you. And we say, get out of here. You gotta be the church that does. The church that wants actually serves. It actually gets their hands dirty. They actually get in the game. They don't sit back and watch and say, "Man, look at Pastor West. Look at Diane. Look at Gabe. Look at the worship band. Good for them." We gotta get. It's game on. We gotta get in the game. He says here. He says so. Unless if nothing's happening, those it's useless. Verse eighteen. Now someone may argue. Some people have faith, and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. I want to show you guys by my actions. I was at Chick-fil-A a few, uh, few years ago, and no shocker to anybody in there, we don't have stock in, um, in Chick-fil-A. But we did count up our points. Diana, in the last year and a half, two years, she has spent over $5,000 on Chick-fil-A. <laughs> these guys, are the car. I don't have any apps. I'm tired of apps. I don't want no more apps. But they're on the car like, Let's see how many points you have. And they're like, let's start with Starbucks. Well, I, I, you know, they're, they're like, I have, maybe I spent $5,000 at Starbucks, you know? Like, I spent a lot of money at Starbucks. So I got my Starbucks app out. And they're like, no, let's talk about Chick-fil-A. And 
these young guys in there with their Chick-fil-A apps. And Dinah's like, y'all want to know how much I got? Family of six, you know she got some Chick-fil-A. He says here in the story, like, hey, what good is it if you're not doing anything with it? Like, where, where you're, whatever you're putting money and time and effort and energy to, it's what you, it's where your faith is at. It's where your, where your actions are at. All of those things they communicate. Some have faith, others have good deeds. So he says here, you, you can't, I want to show you, I, if I'm doing good deeds, it's because of my faith. It's not because I'm a good person. I try to communicate this through church. And there's, there's not, in, in this room in here today or watching my there's no good people. We're all sinners. We've all missed the mark. None of us are perfect until we get to heaven. Like the song, the king is coming. When God comes back to get us, he'll come back again. When he takes us to heaven, then we will be perfect. Until then, we're supposed to be living our, our actions. We're supposed to be living out the faith that's on the inside. We're having baptism in just a few weeks. The Bible tells that here, much the early church people were saved, but then they were baptized. Baptism is the outward expression of our inward faith. So my kids in the pool yesterday morning, trying to trying to love on them a little while they've been gone this week. And I hope Salem says, "Can you baptize me?" Only church kids, right? Like, can you baptize pastors' kids? I'm like, I baptize you. I, you know, every time you when I I said every time I when I shower you when you're young in the bathtub. So trust me, I baptized you in that morning. Like I held her on a couple, a couple times. And they're like, Lord, get these demons out of you. You know, like, we don't, she's like, can you baptize me? I said, you don't even know what that means. And Tripp's like, it's an outward expression of inward obedience. Like, he knows. Like, he's been baptized. We're going to have baptism in just, a, in just a few weeks. And if you haven't been baptized yet, you got to get baptized. It's like playing baseball. You hit the ball, you go to first base. But you got to make sure you tag first base before you get second base. If you miss that bag, you got to go back and tag it back. If you've never been baptized before, get baptized. It's just a part of the. It's part of the steps. The Bible says here, he says, how can you, your inward should reflect your outward. Verse 19, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe. Even the, the, the demons believe that there is a God. He goes, and even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish can you see that faith without good deeds, or, or can't you see that faith without good deeds, it's useless. He said, man, you got to, you should have some, you should have some deeds coming across. So you got to ask yourself a question. That you, the question you should be asking yourself is, if I'm a Christian, am I saved? You have to ask yourself. Because he's writing to Christians. If you're saved, you should be going out and doing some good works. You should be making places better, do, doing things to serve people, love people, all, you know, all people, all times, all places. Know God, find people, discover people, make a difference. If you're saved, you should be doing that. Now, if you are saved and you're not doing that, you should be saying, why aren't I doing that? Did I not know that? Have I not read James chapter 2? Or did I, I did not know that. I did not know that. But now that I do know that, what can I go out and do? Where can I go out and serve and love and to encourage and pour into, pour into people? The verse 21 says this. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Do you remember the story of Abraham's sister? God tells Abraham, go sacrifice your son. He gets his servants together. He gets the wood together, he gets some horses, he gets his own starter lighter, and he goes up, up to the mountain, tells the servants to stay here, and he takes he takes his son, Isaac, up there, and Isaac's like, yo, I don't see a sacrifice. And Abraham's like, yo, it's you, dude. And he takes him up there, and he places him on the altar, and right when he places him on the altar, just out of the corner of his ear, he hears a ram in the thicket. That's KJV. He's heard an animal around, and they went over and got that animal, and they sacrificed that. God didn't want him to sacrifice his son, but he he wanted him to be willing. He wanted him to speak. He's like, Abraham, I know you love me. 
side of me. I'm glad I got to see him in public. And I know why. It's because he talked about being kind to people. He's like, you look like some hide from everyone. He's just kind. And I said, yeah, I know. They're gonna. They, he, said, he said, do they go to Hope Church? I said, not yet. Because <laughs> everyone I come in contact with, there's, they haven't came yet. You know, like, I'm believing. I was in uh, the restaurants with Gabe this morning. I said, he goes, hey, Wes. He goes, I don't know you. She said, we're Facebook friends. I said, cool. I know you now. Now, I, I knew I knew you from somewhere. Her name is Donna. I said, Donna. Friends, you need to come to church this week. You, you got to get to church nine or ten thirty. You got two options. Let's, let's get here because I'm trying to I'm trying to get people to meet Jesus. We should be trying to get people to. Meet. I want my actions to back up. I want my actions to, to reveal the, the faith that I believe. I do believe in the Great Commission. I believe us to go out to all the world and preach the gospel, and make disciples. We're all supposed to do that. So I'm inviting her. We should be inviting people to church. Don't you remember Abraham? Yes, verse twenty-two. You see, his faith and his actions, they work together, and his actions make his faith complete. So it happened just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abraham wasn't perfect, but he was righteous. You and I aren't perfect, but we can be righteous. He was even called a friend of God. Because he lived his life in such a way, God said, clearly that's his friend. Clearly that's his friend. Uh, Derek is on the second row. If you're, if you're Derek's friend, you, you probably like golf. He likes golf. That's what he likes. If you're friends with Diana and, and me, you probably like Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm saying? I, I bring that right back on you. Like you do. Um, uh, Rachel's on the, on the third row. And Rachel likes Starbucks. I know because every time I'm at Starbucks, I see Rachel. They're like, Rachel has like a placemat set on her table. She rolls down with her three kids. Like, if, you, if, if, you're, if you're my friend, if you're Rob Jordine's friend, you probably work out. Rob works out. You know, like, it's just a... There's a pilot in here today. He re- retired after 38 years. Well, his daughter's a pilot. Like, you, the people that you're around, it's going to be reflected. And, and God says in this passage of Scripture, like, man, Abraham, he was a friend of God. Because he lived his life a certain way, people say, That's, I, he's God's friend. I can tell he's, she's God's friend. Yeah, they're, they're I, don't you want to be the kind of person where God says, hey, man, they're, yeah, you can tell they're God's friend. And you can just, by the what they do, you can look at their checkbook. Yeah, they're God's friends. You can look at their weekend life. Oh, yeah, they're God's friends. You can look at where they go. Oh, you can, you can tell they're, they're, God's, they're God's friends. You can tell about the time they spent. Oh, you, they're a friend of God. You can tell that, church, if your faith and your actions match up. Faith and your actions, they got to go together. They're not two separate things. The Bible says that faith and your actions, they, actually, they, go to, they go together. So he says here another one. He was even called. So you see here, guys, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by just faith. Your faith should come out of actions. You guys, I get on my daughter about what she listens to. Because I want what goes, because I can tell what goes in is going to come out of me. She doesn't know that she's going to change She doesn't know that. But I know that. So what I put in, I, I want to monitor what I put in. Because what, what comes in, garbage in, garbage out. Good in, good out. Read through this. Read the book. Of, read the Bible now. It's five days. And he's okay. We'll probably do five days. Did you know they can put God in? They can hide God's word in their heart. When they get older, they won't depart from it. We know that. We know God's word does continue to flow. We know that. Verse thirty twenty-five says this: Rahab the prostitute is another example. Not going to use anyone. She is shown to be right with God. She hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. You don't know that story. Maybe you know that story, but 
Susie's wife came in to check on me, and she she hosted me. Susie first came in. We have a community group there. People came in. She came up in the attic on the roof. Okay, and people left to see my condo. And God came in to take that land for my prison. Now, what's how can a prostitute live her life? How can her life be right with God? Because the Bible says that her faith was backed by her actions. Now we know her. That wasn't her time. That wasn't her fault. Whatever you've done, it's not your fault. You might have failed one time, but you're not failed. You might have made a mistake, but you're not. We know that because God can use it. God used her. We see him use Abraham. We see him use her. And then in verse 25, she was shown to be right with God by her actions. She hid those messages. Verse 26. Just as the body is dead without faith, so also faith is dead without the ghost. We gotta get we gotta get in the game. There's a rapper that has a song that says, Walk it down the top. Walk it down the top. We have to we have to talk. We can't just have talk and no walk. You can't say you love people but not love anybody. You can't say, man, I want. You can't say you're generous but you never ever give to anybody. You can't say you have great faith if you're not doing anything, doing anything with it. We've done a couple things that ended up just maybe write down and maybe process them throughout the week. But this is the first one. We don't have to do everything. We have to do something. We've got to do everything. He's just the camera guy. Just the camera guy. We've been geeking out all morning. He's just the camera guy. When he comes in here, he came in last night. He's like, man, you guys do a lot of work. He's just the camera guy. That's the part he plays. Mama is just a small group leader. Good point. She just, I can't be the small group leader for, for, for 13 years. I don't want, honestly, I don't want that. I don't even know that anybody wants to do that. Like, that's, that's a calling by God. You got one thirteen. I can't imagine hanging out with seven or eight of them. That's just my part. The light guy, he's just the light guy. But we all got to do, you don't have to do everything. You just got to do something. You don't got to be the guy that holds this microphone. My brother-in-law is a cop. He's 16 or 17 years. He says, I would hate to have your job. I said, bro, your job. You do your job now. You don't have to do everything. You just, got to do, you just got to play your part. You don't want me to be a pilot. That's, that's his job. You want me to be a pilot. I can't really drive my car straight. I did one time. I did the old flight simulator one time. My jet blew out here. And a couple guys were performing. I was like, dude. Like, I hopped up real quick. He turned the shut. He shut me down. Bro, I can't really get You're about to crash. It hurts in the simulator. Everyone landed the flight. I couldn't even land on the simulator. I just gotta do my part. Write this down. This has been Diana's heart for a long time, but you're never more like Jesus than you serve. You'll never be even more like Jesus than you serve. Never. You'll never be more like Jesus. If God comes back tomorrow, you're serving people, you will be as, as much like Jesus as you can be. We've got to serve people. Our, 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 our actions have to complement our faith. Our faith speaks together, church. If we're to be a church of God, yeah, we have to have great faith, we have to have the faith to believe, the faith to go, all that's great, but that should be, get us, that should get you excited, and I'm excited by that, and I love that paragraph that the reading you guys gets me excited, but that 
actually excite me to go out and do some things to serve some people, to love some people, to encourage some people, to get in the game, game on. We serve here and we serve there. We serve here and we serve there. I don't know where your there is, but you should serve there. You also should serve this local house. You're growing, you should serve there. Your house is your house. You own it. You keep your house. You put time into it. This is God's house. You've got to put some time and effort and energy into this house. Here's what I believe. I believe that in between this service and next service, that we have 25 new people assigned to serve in our church. I'm not trying to get you to serve this morning. I'm not trying, I'm, never, I'm never trying to get people to give. I'm never trying to get people to serve. What I try to get you to do is an opportunity to be like Jesus. I believe that between this service and next service, we have 25 people assigned to serve. We're not, we haven't came back with the whole entire dream team. They're all back yet. So we're like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't know when they're coming back. They're going to come back eventually. So we don't have a full dream team. We want to open up kids. We want to open up our preschool and our kids. We want to open up those areas. We, we, we love to open up those areas. And we're working through the dynamics of that with the YMCA. Like we, we want to do that. It's going to take more dreams. It's going to take more team. It's just going to take that. Because people that were on the schedule before aren't on the schedule. Will we open it? Will God provide for us? Will he provide for us? Absolutely. I don't want you to serve just to serve. I want you to serve because when you serve, you're like Jesus. Some reason why you want you to read the Bible. You read the Bible because Jesus read the Bible. So don't don't miss the opportunity. The opportunity is right now. If, you, if you're not serving anywhere, if you're serving places, this isn't for you. But if you're not, if you're here like yeah, I'm not serving anywhere, come come jump in. You don't have to do everything. You can just do something. Maybe it's just wave in the parking lot. Maybe you. So if you're like, hey, that's me. Before, before you leave today. You just take out your phone and you can just email Maggie at hopeintergarden.com. Maggie, M A G G I E, at hopeintergarden.com and jump in the game. And then she'll connect you to next steps, which is going to happen in the second and third week of September. She'll get you there. We'll get you to come. Austin's brand new to our church. He's been here every single Saturday. He helped with sound this morning. He's running lights right now. Very, very, very uh, versatile young man. He just jumped in. He hasn't gone through next steps yet. He's like, I can't wait for next steps. Gabe, yesterday morning, was with another guy who's been a comes to our church, but he's not serving. He's like, hey, we want to get you serving. We're going to come next up. It's in two weeks, and we want to help you get get him, like, help out. Thank for the Steve and Debbies that are here twice a month. They're serving. Hey, let many hands make for light work. Let's jump in the game. Let's get in the game. Will the church exist if you don't jump in today? Absolutely. We're going to keep, we'll be fine. But I, I want to give you an opportunity to be like Jesus. The guy texted me yesterday. I see you guys, are, you guys are always doing stuff, but the Saturday thing, can I come? I was like, yeah, come. He's like, they're going to be part of your church. No, you can come. Don't anybody come help us set up. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they they Let's get in the game. If you're not baptized, like, let's get baptized in a few weeks. Let's start serving. Like, let's come out of this thing. Let's finish the next six months this year better than the way we started it, which wouldn't be that hard to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty bad. You know, like, let's finish. Let's serve and let's give. Let's be in relationships. Let's have great faith. Let's finish this thing super strong because that's what God wants us to do. Let's go out and do this in the future. Let's be, let's be a church in the wild. We believe that God's called us to be a church in the wild and that our time is now. We were made for this moment. We, are, we all have a part to play. What we do today affects tomorrow. We believe that we have what it takes. We are the church in the wild. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for this word today. Lord, for someone that's watching today, they're saying, hey, I don't, I don't have faith. 
start your relationship with Jesus. So if you're here in the room today or you're watching online today, the Bible tells that we're all sinners. We've all missed the mark. We all have missed the mark. We have to admit that we've done wrong. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says we have to admit that we've done wrong. The Bible also tells us that we have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that God commended his love towards us. Now, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And your word goes on to tell us that we have to commit our life to you, Jesus. That Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 14 says that we would commit our life to you, we'd confess our sins, and we could be saved, and we would change forever. So if someone watching today, God, if someone's watching in this room here today, listening to me, they're saying, hey, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be their day. They admit that they've done wrong, they believe that you have across their sins. They would commit their life to you, Jesus. That they would do that right now. If you're watching today and you're hearing me like, God, I love you, I love you to invite Christ to be my Savior. I want to help you pray today. My prayer can't change you, your conversation with God, and what God's at the cross for you that can change you. And I want I want Jesus today. Right where you are, would you say, Dear Jesus? I admit that I've done wrong. I believe today that you died on the cross for my sins. You rose again three days later. Today, Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. Lead me, guide me. I want to go all in with you, Jesus. I just thank you, say thank you, say Jesus, thank you for saving me. Maybe you're here today in the building or online saying you're not doing anything. You have the salvation that we just get people, I believe that people that are watching us now or later just trust Christ as their Savior. Maybe you have salvation, but you're not doing anything with it. There's no actions to back up your faith. I want to encourage you. Let's let, let's, let today be your moment. Right now is your moment. Today is your day to say, I'm going to start doing something. Start showing up and answering the call that God has for us. Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for all that you've done in our lives. We're thankful for your word this morning. I pray that it will not return void. Lord, I pray that we be a people that have actions that back up our faith. Because your word tells that faith without actions is dead. Help us leave here to change people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've started a relationship with Jesus and are ready to take the next step of baptism, then make plans to join us for our baptism class next Sunday, August 16th, after the 10.30 service. It's back to school month, and whether you have chosen for your child to attend virtually or in person, we know this year will be different, and the choice is not made. We will be having a special time in our services on August 16th to pray over our teachers. All teachers will receive a special gift and appreciation for the role they play in training up future world changers. Make plans to join us next week and invite any teachers that you know. Help students 6th through 12th grade grab your towels and all your friends and get ready to get wet. Join us for Water Wars next Sunday night at 6 p.m. right here at the YMCA. You can register today on the Church Center app or at HopeWinterGarden.com. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at HopeWinterGarden.com and on Facebook and Instagram at HopeWinterGarden. We have enjoyed being with you today. We believe the best is yet to be. And our hope is that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. 
Thanks again for being with us, and we will see you next week.